All The More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. Each week, we look into God's Word and see what He has for us. So, let's go ahead and dive on into His Word and see what He has this week. Welcome, everyone, back to the All The More podcast. We've been kind of spotty and sporadic these past few weeks, but we are both back in the back in the uh, the recording studio today. Uh, both me and Aaron are here, so it's going to be a good day. Uh, we're we're, we're uh, uh, today we're going to be looking into uh, the Red Sea rules as they as the uh, Israelites were crossing through and and see how how, how they uh, how their crossing um, impacts us today and 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 what it meant for them and and so. Uh, but anyhow, without further ado, let me welcome back Aaron to the show. Hello, Aaron. Hey, it's great to be back. It's been a long time, and I appreciate um, all of our listeners uh, being patient with us. I know several of them that I personally see, you know, every now and again. He uh, he's always keeps asking me, so when are y'all going to keep going with the podcast? When are you? So uh, anyway. I appreciate everybody's patience, and uh, I'm glad to be to be back. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm uh you know, very glad that you're back too because uh you know I I, I can certainly talk enough on my own, but you know, I I think some of the listeners might get a little tired of hearing hearing me drone on about some things, and uh so uh yeah it, it's it's not not really all the more without both the mores. It's only that's right kind of the more. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, so. Uh, you know, uh, uh, up to this point, you know, we, we've we've you know, through you know, from the beginning of the podcast till now, we've we've you know, been following following the uh, uh, the uh, you know I guess you know, the, the God's you know, creative acts you know earlier and 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 Genesis and and, uh, and 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 now we've kind of come through to where now he's he, he's working uh, working on 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 you know fulfilling his promise you know, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob uh, by trying to uh, you know, deliver the the Israelites out of their captivity. Uh, in Egypt, and so uh, you know now we're going to see um, where God leads them out, and He, uh, spoiler alert, He, you know, uh, He succeeds in doing so. So um, let's go ahead and and uh, uh, and go ahead and, and go to, uh, Exodus chapter thirteen verses, or starting verse seventeen, um, and 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 uh, we'll, we'll we'll first you look here at the uh, set verses seventeen through twenty two, and then we'll move on in chapter fourteen. Um, so starting in verse seventeen, it says, "When Pharaoh let the people go." God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt, equipped for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. And they moved on from Succoth and encamped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night did not depart from the from before the people. So 
uh, you know, here, uh, you, you God, uh, you, you God, of course, he orchestrated the whole thing. He, he, uh, you know, br- brought about all the, the, the 10 plagues, um, you know, on, on the Egyptians, which finally, you know, brought, uh, you know, brought low, you know, Pharaoh, uh, and, and, you know, Pharaoh finally said, fine, you know, go ahead and, you know, you Israelites, you know, get out of here, you know, go, you know, go ahead and, and, and go, go worship your God, you know, and, and don't, you know, don't ever come back kind of a thing. And so then, you, you know, so you know, Pharaoh lets them go. Uh, and so you, know, God, he, you know, he goes before them and leads them out. Um, and and and, and you know, he 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 you know he uh, you know, says here in in verse seventeen that you know, he ch- he chose a, a specific route. You know, you know, he didn't tell the tell the the Israelites which way he was going to be taking them. He just he led them. Uh, it says you know he he was going to take them you know not through the land of the Philistines, even though that would be the shorter route. He took them through the through the the, the way of the uh, um, of, of the Red Sea, uh, which was going to be a longer route, but it would prevent them from uh, you know ha- uh, having as much of a uh, possibility of changing their mind or or getting worried and 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 and, uh, and and kind of freaking out about you know the possibility of having to fight. So uh, uh, what do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I mean he definitely guided them out, and as we're saying just a minute. In the beginning of 14 not to give another spoiler alert but uh you know god tells him exactly where to camp and um god is orchestrating the whole thing like just like you said i mean he's great uh and and to to hear you and uh you uh you know toward the 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 end of the section you notice too where where he says um in verse 21 you know that that uh you know the lord went went before them by day as a pillar of cloud and by night as a pillar of fire uh and so you know what what uh you know these um the 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 israelites you know they are they they have this ever-present miracle happening before them there's a pillar a a cloud pillar and a fire pillar you know depending on if it's day or night and i mean it's always there and you know know, here they are for 400 years 400 plus years they've been you know enslaved by the egyptians and 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 you know now you know you know, and and you know, as far as they know, you know, their God has essentially kind of given up on them. You know, they had lost hope, but now here, 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 their God is, um, you know, in the form of a, of a you know a pillar, a cloud pillar, or a fire pillar, and uh, not a caterpillar, but um, he's a, a, a cloud pillar or a fire fire pillar, and, and and he is personally leading them out of of, of Egypt. Leading them on the, the 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 right path and the direct path out, and so he's, they're they're finally uh, gaining their their deliverance and their um you know, sent, you know in a way their their salvation from the uh, Egyptian you know overlord um, or Pharaoh. But uh, so anyhow, you you that uh and 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 one other other thing to mention too is you notice in, in verse nineteen where um you know uh. Moses was was you know was being faithful to hit to to the oath of the sons of Israel um you know where where you know, they had promised to take the bones of Joseph out uh, with with them uh, when they left because you know of course Joseph you know he had he had you know his faith had not diminished at all and Joseph knew that you know God was going to uh was going to come and visit the uh, the Israelites while they were in Egypt and 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 he would deliver them and so you know he said hey be sure to take my bones out of here you know you know so, so that I can be buried with my with my kith and kin back in the in the in the promised land. Um, Which a fun fact about Joseph too is um as best as I understand it he was mummified um trying to find, I'm looking at in the in the Genesis there uh, it definitely says that the the in the, in the New King James or I don't know what your translation says Levi but uh, it talks about him being embalmed and. Um, which I was leading to believe, you know, there he's in Egypt, and I would imagine he's being mummified. Which, taking his bones, you know, it, it makes it'll make sense that him being mummified, they you know they just basically 
pick up the whatever you call it sarcophagus and haul it out of there right but anyway well, um uh wh- wh- where was that you were you were looking what verse in genesis it's the very end there you know after he, the death of joseph you oh, know oh, I see, Egypt. yeah yeah i see uh, uh oh yeah it's right there at the very end the last chat the last verse says, yeah yeah I see says, joseph died being 110 years old and they embalmed him and he was put in a coffin in egypt yeah that, that, that that's you know, verbatim what mine says uh, yeah so that, i mean that that would uh lead me to believe i mean this might be stretching it but he was you know if he's done to the customs of that you know the egyptians were doing you know mummifying or embalming you know i'm not exactly sure what the actual hebrew word for that is but right well and 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 you know be, being too that you know he was you know the the second in command i mean he, you know, he was he was only only you know surpassed in in uh in glory and power by you know by pharaoh himself so right, so it would have been made sense that he would have been you know prepared like his body been prepared like like an, almost like a king yeah you know, i think that, would, that would, wouldn't be a far stretch to think that yeah yeah i i, I don't i don't i don't see 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 you know how that would be a a far stretch but i mean you know, either way you know whether he was i mean it, it it says he was embalmed uh so you know you know we we, we can you know take it to be that he was embalmed you know as in mummified but uh um you know, either way you know they, they were uh you know the, the, the israelites were being faithful uh and not right. leaving him there um so but uh, uh i i reckon we, we can go ahead and uh and uh move on here to to uh chapter 14 where where we get to the the meat and potatoes of this whole whole operation here um and we get to see them see them cross so um without further ado chapter 14 starting in verse 1 uh says then the lord said to moses tell the people of israel to turn back and encamp in front of pi hahiroth between migdol and the sea in front of baal ziphon uh you shall encamp facing it by the sea for pharaoh uh will say of the people of israel they are wandering in the land the wilderness has shut them in and i will harden pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them and i will get glory over pharaoh and all his host and the egyptians shall know that i am the lord and they did so when the king of egypt was told that uh, that the people had fled the uh, the mind of pharaoh and his servants had changed toward the people and they uh, and they said what is this we have done what uh, that we have let it, the, uh, israel go from serving us so he made ready his chariot and took his army with with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of egypt with officers over all of them and the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them all, or pursued them, all of the Pharaoh, all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots, and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them and camped at the sea by Pi Hahiroth in front of Baal Zephon. So, um, you know, it, it, if we kind of, kind of, you know. You know, stop here for a second and think. You know, here, here's um, you know, uh, you know, Pharaoh. He he finds out that uh, you know where where the where the Israelites are going, what route they're taking, and and he he sees that they're not taking the short route out you know, because uh, the 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 shortest route you know going from from where they were in Egypt you know to you know the Promised Land to Canaan um you know that would have that would that really was only about a fourteen day journey um you know, you know, give or take a few days and uh and and that the main road that was that you know went from egypt to there was known as the uh the way of horus and that that road was was heavily um heavily watched by uh uh by uh, egyptian fortresses or outposts along the way and then once once the 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 far reach of the egyptian empire stopped 
then began the Philistine, you know, Philistine, you know, outposts and barracks and fortresses and things. And so the entire way they would have they would have encountered uh, you know, a lot of potential resistance. And so, you know, anyways, you know, Pharaoh's, you know, kind of watched where, you know, you had, you know, I guess, had some people watch where they were going or found out somehow that they were went, they weren't going the normal way. They were going the long roundabout way. And they thought, hmm, these people, they, they, uh, they don't know which way they're going. So they're going to get shut in by the land and they won't be able to go anywhere. So I can go back and snatch them up. And, 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 you know, so here he is, he's, he's just like his entire country has just suffered the the loss of all the firstborn and all these other plagues and things that have gone on. And, and, and now he's, he's, you know, his, his heart is hardened. His mind has, has changed once again against the Israelites. And he's want, wanted to, to go, uh, to go snatch him up and, and try to bring him back so much so that he takes 600 chariots, uh, and, and, and goes after them to pursue him. Um, but uh, uh, Aaron, uh, you have, have anything to add there? Well, yeah, I like. And then before the first two verses here, you know, uh, God was extremely specific in His command about where they should go and where they should camp, and uh, it's not that He was being arbitrary. And you know, then He gives the reason. You know, He tells him, you know, to uh, camp before Migdal and the sea, and opposite of Balzaphon, and that you know, camp there before the sea. So uh, you know, He's put it, He's put them in a cul-de-sac. You know, these mountain ranges uh, surrounding them on both sides, and then they got the Red Sea behind them. And then, you know, obviously coming up the valley in between the two mountain ranges is going to be Pharaoh and his army. And uh, going into verse three, it says, well, Pharaoh will say the children of Israel, they're bewildered by the land. Wilderness has closed them in. You know, it's literally closing them in because, the you know, it's like you got mountains on both sides, see behind you. And uh, it says then the, in verse four, it says, then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them and I will gain honor over Pharaoh. Well, the interesting thing is some people interpret this as, you know, God's basically uh, using Pharaoh as a pawn. You know, Pharaoh had no, no choice in the matter, blah, blah, blah. You know, God's an evil God because he just basically is using Pharaoh. But the, the idea, like Levi was just saying, you know, God had given him the chances to repent. You know, God has shown his might and his, and his strength and his glory, you know, through all these different plagues. And it's not like it was a mystery what was going on here. You know, at any time, Pharaoh could have repented and seen that, well, I've got all these other gods, but this God right here, he's doing some real stuff. And um, anyway, but I think the most, the biggest takeaway, as, as you'll see, as we keep going through chapter 14, it's, it's extremely applicable in our own lives. And, and uh, if you can imagine being the Hebrews at this place and their journey coming up out of here, like you was saying, you know, they're going the long way around which is, you know, if you were there, you would think, well, this is crazy. And then also, you know, they're, they're put there in a strategically bad spot, you know, between the mountains and the sea. And, uh, Sometimes, you know, God is going to put us in terrible places in our own lives or places that look impossible for us to fight our way out of. And he's doing it just, and, and God explains exactly why he's doing it. He says, I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all of his army, and the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And um, so I think that's extremely applicable. And, I, and like I say, in times where we are up against a rock and a hard place or up between two mountains and the sea, you know, it's on purpose. You know, if, if you're, if you're, if you're seeking after God, you're, you, you're praying for him and you're in his will. We've talked about on the show before, you know, I think Spurgeon was quoted for saying this. He says, the only way to know you're in the will of God is to have no will of your own. 
And um, so we need to be seeking his will and see, you know, and we do that through prayer and through understanding his word and, uh, and just simply, you know, allow yourself to be used by God. And sometimes we just need to sit back and, and just, you know, submit to God and his authority and, you know, just get ready for something amazing to be happened through us. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, and, uh, yeah, here in a little bit, you know, uh, Aaron and I are going to be, uh, sharing with y'all a, um, uh, a, a small but but a, a powerful book you know that that you know, it really kind of puts things into, into perspective um you know and uh as far as you know uh, our lives as christians and when we when we face difficult situations like what the what the uh, israelites were facing here you know, being you know seemingly shut in you know um but uh, uh we, we will get to that here in a little bit um but uh, let let's go ahead and and uh, and and move on to uh, th- this next this next section here, um, verses ten through eighteen. Um, it says, starting verse ten, uh, when Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said, uh, cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Is it not because, or is it because there are no graves in Egypt that uh, you have taken us away to die? in the wilderness what have you done to us in bringing us uh, out of egypt is not this what we said to you in egypt leave us alone that we may serve the egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve the egyptians than to die in the wilderness and moses said to the people fear not stand firm and see the salvation of the lord which he will work for you today for the Egyptians uh, whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry land or dry ground. And I will harden their the hearts of the Egyptians so that they shall go in after them, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his host, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. So here at, at, uh, in the, the the start of this passage, uh, you know, in, in verses you know ten through fourteen, uh, you know, in, in verse ten we see um, you know the 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 Israelites they see the Egyptians coming. You know they know the red coats are coming. The red oh no it's not the red coats the. Uh, well, you know, you, get, you kind of get the picture. The um, you know, the, the the Egyptians are coming, you know, and and they're coming after us. And so, you know, they, they it says that they they feared them greatly. Uh, and the people of the Lord, their first response was a good response. It says, and the people the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. So their first response was to pray to God uh, and to cry out to Him and ask Him for help. But then almost immediately they turned around and started complaining, uh, complaining to Moses, crying out to Moses, you know, why have you done this to us? You know, they're they're, they're you know, complaining about the, the 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 agent that God has chosen to use to 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 uh, deliver them from Egypt, and you know they, they immediately begin complaining. You know, you know why why have you brought us out here? You know, did you just bring us out here just to die since there was no no grace for us in Egypt? And then so so quickly they forgot what it was like to be enslaved to the Egyptians that that they said. Uh, is it uh, is it is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would be it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. They had forgotten about all the 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 beatings and the starving and the uh, the the all the labor that they had to do you know to no gain of themselves. And now they finally are free and have the opportunity and uh, and, and 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 they're blind to it. Now, 
in verse 13, you know, I, I really like Moses' response because Moses finally you know, gets some spinal fortitude uh, against the, or, you know, with, with the, the Israelites and says, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. And then he even goes so far as to, you know, uh, to uh, almost in a euphemism kind of a way, uh, you know, foretell what's about to happen, says, For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Wow! I mean, you, you know that that uh, I, I think that's a you know, a pre- pretty big thing there. That I mean, that a lot of us as Christians we we forget you know to to be still and know that God is still and always will be God. Um, you know, we 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 get you know, we we get so caught up in in our own abilities, our own input, and and what we can do to to fix a situation that we forget that you know God is still in control. Um, what you got, Aaron? Yeah, the New Testament application to all that is you know uh, Christians today uh, try to do things, and I, and I preached about this whenever I was over there with you last time at Northside in Brunswick, uh, talking about you know we try to do things in the flesh or in our own power, or by our own ability, and, and these that and the other, and we and the church today comes up with all these programs and thinks you know we have to do all these things you know through our own self and our own skills but you know paul teaches us uh it's in acts 20 17 to 27 to be bound by the spirit and you know, he goes and he does everything he is through the spirit and even jesus christ himself did the amazing things he did through the power of the holy spirit uh, because even though christ is god just like the holy spirit is god and just like god the father is god they're still not each other so you know jesus was still relying on the power of the holy spirit and to do these things and it's just like the people here and in this text we're dealing with, they're thinking that they have to do it by themselves, but they forget, just like we talked about before, that God has already shown these uh, miracles for the Hebrews, but, you know, plagues for the Egyptians, you know, and has shown his power and he's, uh, he's done some awesome things, but then they're still thinking, well, well I got to do this all, all, all by myself. And uh, so the New Testament application would be to, you know, trust in God and, uh, you know, rely on the Holy, Holy Spirit to strengthen you to do the work that he's already called you to do. And, um, and just like Jesus said in the, in the garden, when he was about to get, uh, when he knew he was about to get arrested and captured and everything, he told, uh, Peter and John, you know, to, to pray number one, because he said that the flesh is weak or he said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And, um, so if we do things by our own self, we'll fail every time. We'll get scared. We'll run off. But, uh, if we trust in God and to the empowerment of, of his spirit, we can, um, we can do, we can do anything. And, uh, and in the meantime, it'll be glorifying God because we were faithful and had faith. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, well, and and, and you know, I I I think that um that you know we we as Christians we um oftentimes you know like we've already said you know we we get so wrapped up in our, in our own selves uh that we forget to you know to consult God on the whole thing you know to 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 you know to remember that God made you know made a promise uh you know to you know, to His people you know uh, you know, to Israel and then you know you know. You, uh, at one point, and he's made made a promise to us as uh, you know, as his uh, as his heirs, as his children, that that um, you know we we are uh, we are you know are safe in in his hands. You know, we, like you know, our life is no longer our own. You know, Paul said that you know, to live is Christ and to die is gain. You know, Paul, you know, just like many of us, we are re- we are ready to ready to go ahead and 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 leave this world. But just like Paul, you know, Paul knew that that uh, you know it was more beneficial for you know, for the world, for the church, that he remain in the world so that he could do the work of Christ. And so, you know, that's what, what we as Christians have to do. Um, 
And, and so you know, you know these the, these Israelites here in in, uh, in chapter fourteen of Exodus, you know, that they, they had they had lost sight of the promises that God had made to them. Um, but you know, uh, I think Second uh, Corinthians one twenty you know, says you know, essentially that you know, all the promises of the Old Testament you know, find their yes and find their amen in Christ. You know, the, you know, uh, you know that everything in the Old Testament uh, is fulfilled in Christ. And so at this point, God, you know, God had he, he had already promised Abraham he'd make him a father of many nations. Uh, he'd, and 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 uh, you know the nation of Israel at this point has grown to a staggering number. Uh, you know, there, there's you know. You know, two two million plus people that are trapped in this you know cul-de-sac, as it were, and now they're you know they're they're, they're you backed up backed up against a wall in a sea, and and so you know God you know tells them here in, in, in verse fifteen, you know, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. You know, go ahead and start stepping into the sea. And he t- t- you know, says in verse sixteen to you know, to Moses, you go ahead and lift up your staff. You know, divide the water, and that the people may go through on dry ground. Um, and so you know, you know, of course, you know, Moses was 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 obedient. Moses you know, did so, divided the sea, and the people stepped on through. Um, and you know the the uh, the the Egyptians, you know they they you know late here shortly that they're going to be you know uh, following after them. Um, but uh, let let's go ahead and 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 look here to the to the next section here, uh, verses nineteen through um, I want to say nineteen to twenty five, uh, and and, that, and th- then we we can stop again real quick. But so it says in verse nineteen, then the angel of God who was going before the host of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of God moved from before them and stood behind them, coming between the host of Egypt and the host of Israel. And there was the cloud and the uh, and the darkness, and it lit up the night with uh, without one coming near to the other uh, all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by his strong e- uh, by a strong east wind all night, and made the sea dry land. And uh, the waters were divided, and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall uh, to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and his horsemen. And in the morning watched the Lord and in the morning watch the Lord in the uh, uh, in the pillar of fire and and of cloud looked down on the Egyptian forces and threw uh, the Egyptian forces into a panic clogging their uh, chariot wheels so they drove heavily and the Egyptians said let us flee f- uh, flee from before Israel for the Lord fights for them uh, against the Egyptians um, so so you know, here uh, you, you know, we, we, uh, we we see the, you know, the, the the Israelites are finally you know going through um, and and uh and then you know the the Egyptians very shortly after try to follow after them now the the Israelites went through on dry ground but notice here you know that uh, in in uh in uh verse 24 that that God uh or excuse me, verse twenty-five. The, the, you know, God caused their uh, their chariots, to, you know, chariot wheels to get, to get clogged up and to, and to get bogged down. Um, you know, as if the 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 ground is no longer dry. You know, I, uh, I, I I myself have have never been mud bogging, but uh, I, I know Aaron Aaron has been bogging a time or two. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I I I, I will, I will uh, net. Never forget the seeing Aaron's '89 Buick Saber uh, come come up to the house. Uh, uh, you come back home to the house one day, and it was uh, very much covered in mud. And I, uh, I just, I, I didn't. <laughs> I was telling some people about that the other day, and they didn't believe me. Yeah. But, um, 
And they, the I got a witness. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, and and uh, I, 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 I still, still want to, will never forget the, 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 the giant wheels you had, you, you had on, on the, the back wheels of, of the, of that same Buicle Saber. You had, had yep. some big back wheels and tiny front wheels, and, and uh, anyhow, you know, I, I, I know that uh, there was a time or two where you, you had uh, bottomed out <laughs> on the already, oh, yeah. already low to the ground. Um, saver there but anyhow that uh yeah uh that that that's kind of kind of what you know what i see in my mind you know w- with these chariots is your you know buick saber getting uh getting bogged down um but uh, Which you never do well yeah it, it uh, yeah but yeah in, in my mind that's what i see though is is right. it, you know because you know who, who in their right mind would go out in a buick saber and try <laughs> <laughs> try to try to you know you know get, get mud bogging. I, I mean not yeah. But anyways, that's that that, that that um I could understand a truck. But uh man. Anyways, um but yeah. So 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 these these the, the, these people got got you know got bogged down and 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 uh and so they recognize and the end of verse twenty five. Let us flee. You know, let us run away because you know God is fighting for the Israelites. And, and, and it amazes me how many times the Egyptians realize that God is doing something for them. That God is fighting for the Israelites and yet they still you know they still try to try to win the, the Egyptians still try to try to to, to conquer uh, the the Israelites and and you know, as if they don't have the the wits to understand that God is going to God wins every time you know another fun fact that a lot of people gloss over is that uh, they cross the Red Sea at night which I think is a because it says right here so uh, where does it go it says so it came to be between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one and it gave light uh, light by night to the other so that uh, where does it say here so that the one did not come near the other all that night and then right after that it says then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the wind to go back strong east wind all that night and the sea was made of dry land right so I mean, I, that isn't I don't know what that necessarily means but I think it's certainly a and added uh, another whole part of the story that I think that I always imagined going across on dry land in the daytime, but it's actually dry land at nighttime. Right. Which just seems to me the added extremeness of it. You know, talking about like putting yourself in their shoes, thinking it's dark or it's at night, and here we are, you know, doing something absolutely crazy, you know, witnessing a, a miracle of God, and um, and here we are just, you know, trudging off through this place. You know, I think it's, it's crazy. Well, and, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know don't know about you but you know um I- anytime that I that I have ever gone you know, swimming in any kind of body of water other than a swimming pool at night you know I, I'm always a little extra uh extra on edge you know just you know you know with, with that that little you know thing in the back of my mind kind of is there something in this water that I don't that, that only comes out at night kind of thing you know and uh and so yeah. you, you hear here the here are these Israelites in the middle of the night you know going through this uh you know the Red Sea with these walls of water on either side of them that you know who knows maybe at any point mo- at any moment that you know, these walls might come crashing down and i've got nowhere to go and so you know, it, i i i think at the very least you know the the uh, the fact that it was at night uh, you know it it, it uh, forced them to have to trust you know and put their faith in god more you know uh for, you know, for, for him to to protect them and to guide them and deliver them through this this situation um but now another thing that that, that just crossed my mind which we'll which we'll talk about here more um once we get get to the to, to the, the end of this chapter um when we start looking at at more of a um 
New Testament, uh, you know, I guess Christological application of all this. But um, you know, the the with the the nighttime and the darkness, um, you know, that 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 also kind of you know, in my mind, you know, uh, seems to to uh, you know, kind of kind of ring a little bit ring ring true a little bit a little bit about like a you know, a grave of some kind, you know, or being you know, closed off, uh, you right. know, from the rest of the world. But um, like I said, we'll, we can get to that here in a minute once we get a little. Well, that's a good point, but I like to tell a. a a story that means absolutely nothing for eternal anything. <laughs> right. We're talking about, talking about being in the water at nighttime. This little stupid story. You know, for all of you that forgot or might not know, you know, we grew up in Brunswick, which is Brunswick, Georgia, which is a place, you know, on the coast, on the beach, Atlantic Ocean. Uh, anyway, and as a younger guy talking about being stupid, uh, me and a bunch <laughs> of my friends, we used to like to shark fish uh, on the beach. And uh, but the stupid thing was is that, you know, typically the sharks, I don't know if what all y'all know about sharks, but sharks move and hunt for, for food a lot more at nighttime. So, of course, we're out there fishing at nighttime. Well, the stupid thing was is that in order to get the fishing, you know, we would we would get cut bait, you know, which is like cut up fish, you know, big fish, a lot of times mullet, and we would try to cast out there as far as you could, but, you know, into the into the ocean, into, off the beach. But in order to get out really far, if you were a real man, you would walk out until you're like at least waist deep, possibly chest deep in the water at nighttime, and then cast out your reel. But not only was that stupid because we knew we were shark fishing, it's also stupid because we're waist deep or, or deeper in the water. And the third thing that was stupid about it is that our shorts, a lot of times, you know, we'd be, we'd be cutting these fish up to fuse for bait and we'd wipe our hands on our shorts. So we got blood all over our shorts from these fish and everything. Here we are, chest deep in water in the middle of the night trying to catch a shark when it could be catching us. But uh, <laughs> that's probably the stupidest thing I've ever done when I was younger. You know, when you're young and dumb, you don't think about stuff like that. But, you know, we were basically bait out there bobbing around ourselves. And anyway pretty dumb story so uh anyway carry on <laughs> yeah uh i i i don't i don't i don't necessarily uh uh recall that from our childhood at all but uh like or as far as you know i mean i, I know i didn't do any of that because I, I i wasn't really well, this uh, is like i was probably a senior or junior in high school yeah yeah i i, I uh, at that point i was uh i was very much uh infatuated with hannah uh right. you know, now, now my wife for those of you that don't know uh we celebrated eight years uh that uh yeah a few, few weeks ago back in may and then aaron celebrated four years uh three days five. after us oh five years yeah. yeah it is five years man gosh where's time gone anyways okay that's craziness um so uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, at that, at that point, yeah, I was, I, 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 I wasn't really thinking about fishing. I was thinking more about, you know, trying to, you know, trying to tie the knot, but, uh, barf. <laughs> oh man. But anyhow, uh, back to Israel. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, it says, uh, so, so you go, going on here to, um, uh, to to the, the the last section here, uh, twenty six to the end of the chapter um, says, starting verse twenty six. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, uh, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen." So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared. And as the Egyptians fled into it, the uh, uh, the Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen of all the of all the host of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea not one of them remained but the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left 
Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power of the, uh, that the Lord used against the Egyptians, so the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in uh, his servant Moses. And so here we, you know, we finally come to the climax of, uh, of you know, and and I guess the 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 final fulfillment of God's promise to deliver them, uh, you know, fully and wholly from from the Egyptians, uh, you know, you know, so much so that you know, you know, the the six hundred chariots, horses, and, and horsemen, they were gone, like they died. Uh, it says you know, here in verse twenty eight that you know not one of them remained, uh, and so uh, and 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 more than that, it says in verse uh, twenty seven that God threw them into the midst of the sea. Those that were trying to 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 get out, God said, nope, too late. You know, uh, you know, and, and so they 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 were not going to be able to 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 make it out, and uh, you know, through this whole thing. Uh, says here at uh, verse 27 that um it, it re- the the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared and so uh it, it's almost like you know during you know during the nighttime during the darkness things were uh you, you were uh you were, were were uncertain and then when 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 uh when uh in the morning came when the sun arose uh you know light was cast cast on on the the, the darkness of, of the Egyptians and they were overtaken by the sea um and so finally here you know, at the very end you know the uh, you know the, the Israelites they saw what God did and it says that they feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses and of course you know, uh that right now you know they they, they are at a they they're on their their spiritual mountaintop they're on their spiritual peak uh and and and, and of course you know just like we do uh you know just as we Christians do you know we 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 have our our ups and our downs uh well the and the Israelites especially have their ups and their downs uh and, and and so right now this is one of their ups and 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 that you know they even go on into chapter 15 the majority of chapter 15 and 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 you know uh they 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 um uh you know they along with moses they sing a song you know of praise to god you know as a result of them being led you know uh led out of egypt uh and 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 so uh, you know they 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 have have uh, you know, been been finally delivered uh, and, and are now going to be heading on their way to the promised land. Um, so Aaron, uh, you, you got anything, got anything on that that last little bit there? Yeah, um, I uh, actually preached this chapter one time at a brotherhood at a church, uh, actually Corey's church, and uh, but I, and, I, and and when I was preaching, you know, of course, you always have like a call or an invitation or whatever you want to call it, you know, an invitation to Christ, and, and uh, I think the whole text you know, is talking about Christological nest or pointing to Christ and everything you know and, and it, th- this story is a direct depiction of mankind as depravity of its rejection and rebellion against God as the impossible of it is to make it to the other side and and as a as a you know as a sinful person in this world you know we're we are surrounded by uh sin imagine as the mountains the the red sea is the is the great spance between us and the holiness and righteousness of god and and satan and the world is is the egyptians and it's right on our tails running us into the ocean but then you know god makes a way he has he gives a provision he allows he you know god allows his chosen people to get to the other side which is the same way as you know christians today or any the whole world today has the opportunity to make it to the other side which is to have faith in jesus christ and jesus christ is the provision that is that god has made for 
as sinful, depraved, wicked, filthy people, you know, me and you and everybody else, uh, to be able to get to him, which is, you know, he, he, he makes a way. So, um, despite the fact that l- the life is, can be terrible, uh, you know, there's evil, wicked people all around you, you know, sickness, whatever, blah, 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 everything you can think of, you know, some people think, you know, well, how can there be a God and he allow things like this to happen and not this, that, and the other, but, you know, don't get it twisted and don't forget that God made a way out and that's Jesus Christ. And, um, so, you know, if you put your faith and trust in him, you can get to the other side and you see what happened to the people who did not have their faith and trust in Jesus Christ or their faith and trust in God, which the Egyptians is what I'm talking about. They didn't. And, um, and they were, you know, obviously they were killed, but in the whole Christological thing, they were eternally separated from God and, uh, they didn't make it to the other side. So, uh, you know, who are you going to put your trust in? Who are you going to put your faith in? And that's, uh, and me personally, I've chosen Jesus Christ and I hope that uh that you do too you know and and, and you know this this act this exodus here this this um this this event in history you know, it was a you know you know it was a real historic you know, event um right. and 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 you know, so you know uh here you know god was uh god was delivering moses and israel from their physical bondage of slavery to the egyptians um and, 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 you know, and he was you know, bringing them into their physical salvation on the opposite side. But you know, m- moving to a you know, t- to the the New Testament, you know, Christological uh, aspect of it, you, you know, you know, like you were saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, God did the same thing for all of humanity through Jesus Christ. If 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 we look in if we look in First uh, Corinthians ten verses one through four, you know, Paul says, "For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through." the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the spiritual rock that uh, that followed them and the rock was Christ nevertheless the most uh, with most of them God was not pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness so you, you hear you, you, uh, uh, Paul he, he, he likens or, or he he draws the connection between the Old Testament um, you know, Exodus experience, you know, the, the, the Red, Red Sea crossing uh, with the New Testament reality of Christ, you know, because, you know, uh, uh, one, one thing that I, I neglected to mention was uh, that the, uh, it says in um, you know, verse 19 that uh, then the angel of God who was going before the host of Israel moved and went behind them. So, you know, uh, as we've said before, you know, the angel of God or the angel of the Lord, you know, anytime, almost every time you see that phrasing, that means that it is, uh, uh, that it is God himself or a pre-incarnate Christ, uh, you know, involved in the situation. And so here was Christ in the midst of this whole operation, um, you know, here with, with the, with the Red Sea crossing, he was the one holding back, you know, holding back the Egyptians and, and holding back, uh, uh, you know, all, you know, of what we we would uh, symbolically uh, uh, connect with, you know, with with Satan and the world, and now uh, you know, you know, he allowed the allowed the um, the Israelites you know safe passage you know through the Red Sea. Um, 
And and if we look in in Romans uh, chapter six verse four, uh, you know it says you know you uh, t- you t- speaking of, of baptism says you know we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death and. Uh, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Well, these Israelites, they were given a new life. They were given a new opportunity to go from being you know, completely enslaved, having no options to do as they pleased, to now they can freely and openly choose to follow God in every single, you know, in every single avenue of their life. So uh, you, you got anything, that, anything uh, any other thoughts on that? Yeah, like a uh, Old Testament, another Old Testament back to going back to Moses and a trauma another text which just happens a couple of chapters later in chapter 32 of exodus but it's another you know going back you know talking about the ups and the downs that are constantly happening to the hebrews and in, in chapter 32 that's whenever you know this is after they've got out of egypt after they've crossed the red sea after uh you know god has given them the ten commandments or you know in first in chapter 20 you know thou shalt not steal thou shalt not lie blah blah, blah. and then now we're in verse 32 and this is when another another depiction of moses being um, you know, he, he was shown as a leader, like a, helping deliver the people across the Red Sea. But in chapter 32, we see Moses acting as a intercessor for the people of God, which is exactly what Jesus Christ does. He's an intercessor. And, and what happens, this is if you've ever heard of you know, the golden calf, basically Moses is going up on top of Mount Sinai with the tablets, you know, to, for God to etch him his law onto the tablets. And uh, in the meantime, every, the, the, the Hebrews are down there at the bottom of the mountain. And uh, apparently they got impatient for, uh, for Moses to come back. So Aaron, the Aaron, who's Moses' brother, who's also the high priest, you know, tells, you know, little, give me all your gold earrings, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to make a golden calf for you. And we're going to worship that. And which is extremely crazy, you know, after they've already seen all these things happen and God and his might and his power do all these things. And then they're going to do exactly one of the things that God already told them not to do back in 20, which is to make a graven image of anything, an idol. And then they worship the idol. And then, and then, so of course, Moses, he's still on top of the mountain. And God tells Moses, says, well, you know, look down at your people. They're, they've made an idol and they're worshiping him and all this other stuff. And then God says, tells Moses, he says, you know, to, to leave him alone. He says, let my wrath burn hot against my people. And like basically God's saying, I'm about to light them up. I'm about to wipe them out, you know, in his judgment against the sinful people. But then Moses being like Christ, an intercessor, someone standing in the gap, Moses, um, he stands, he, he reminds God of his promises and his providence and all these other things. And, and he's basically praying, call it crying out to God to spare the people uh, through prayer. And, you know, in order for him to do that, he has to know God. So long story short, in the church today, um, you know, going back to Moses and this Christ, Christological things, you know, we see Moses being an intercessor for the people, just like Christ is an inter- intercessor for us. You know, Christ died on the cross for our sins to be an inter to be to intercede for us to make an atonement for our sins so we could be saved. And uh, in the same sense, you know, how Moses is praying and pleading with God, you know, remember the promises that you made for your people. Remember your covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all these other things. And, and uh, all that to say that, you know, Christ intercedes for us just like we need to be like Moses to be a, to, to, to intercede for, for lost and dying people in this world. You know, they're praying that God, you know, God have mercy on, on people and, uh, and actually change his mind. And, you know, God's relented. He uh, he cha- he didn't change his mind, but he used the Moses' power of prayer to to work in his divine providence. 
providence in order to spare his own people so anyway well and and you know you you mentioned the um the the uh, uh the Aaron the high priest asking for you know all, you know, all the gold uh you know, you know so they could you know could make that that golden calf and and you know uh, you know, I, uh, s- some people you wonder where the gold come from. Well, the the gold well came directly from from the uh, you know, from the Egyptians. You know, because you know, you know, if we remember back back uh, thirteen, it, right? Say what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapter thirteen. Yeah, uh, back back in, in chapter thirteen. Um, you know, all, all the 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 uh, Egyptians. You know, as they were leaving, as the Israelites were leaving, you know, they were you know, were glad to see them go and like get out of here, take take our stuff and get out of here. You know, uh, and, and yeah, so, basically plundered the egyptians well, you know, and, because of the power of god right well and, and and so you know that that um that uh uh all that gold was was you know the the repayment you know to the israelites for all their years of um of slavery where they you know you know where they where they ha- where they had no pay you know, that that was their their uh their financial restitution you know for the wrong that had been done to them um, and so, uh, you, you and know, they use that blessing to, any, to make an idol and worship another idol, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. I, 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 you know, God is, he's up there and he's, I mean, you know, God knowing all things, you know, I mean, I can't even imagine now here you are, you just deliver these people, you done cause the, you know, Egyptians to give them all this gold and things. And then now Aaron's supposed to be the high priest, supposed to be a man of God, all this other stuff. And he's down there saying, well, heck I'll, you know, give me all your wives and your daughter's gold earrings and necklaces and everything else. And I'm gonna make a calf, and that's. I mean, that's. You know, we say it's crazy, but the, the unfortunate thing is, the exact same thing is happening in the church today. And, and uh, just like Christ has come, just like Moses was there with them, and then he left to go be with God on top of the mountain. Well, Christ has been here already, and he's left to go back and go back with be with God. But he said, "I will return," just like Moses was going on top of the mountain saying he's going to return. And in the meantime. Just like the the Hebrews were, were going nuts down there, doing all kind of crazy stuff, falling into sin, you know, twisting the words of God and, you know, doing all this other stuff. Just the church is doing the same thing today. Jesus Christ has already come and he gave us specific instructions. He says to, you know, do what I do, the things that I've done. If you love me, you'll do the things that I do. And, and you know, I'm going to prepare a place for you. and I will be back. But the church is screwing up big time. I think, or when I say the church, I mean the family of God, the Christians in the world. And, um, you know, through the, through sin is, is, is coming in through false teaching and all kind of other things. And, and people are not holding true and, and also being patient. And, um, but anyway, uh, there's a lot of stuff that could be said about that. We'll yeah. be here all night. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and we'll keep on moving in the show. Well, um, uh, yeah, the, uh, la- la- last thing I-, I wanted to, to, uh, you know, bring, bring, bring to note is, um, you know, this, uh, this, you know, small, but, but, but powerful book, um, is, is a, uh, a book by Robert J. Morgan. Um, it's called the Red Sea Rules, you know, subtitle is the same God who led you in will lead you out. Um, and you, it, it's only, you know, the actual, you know, reading content is only like a hundred and, uh, I'll say like 130 pages, 128 pages. And there's tiny pages too. Yeah. And they're, and like, I mean, the, the, the entire book is only like seven inches tall by maybe, you know, five inches, you know, wide. So, I mean, it's a thing in the day pretty much yeah i mean it you know it, it, it's a it's a you know, super tiny book um you know small pages you know relatively large print for the small pages um and anyhow you know, you know what 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 uh you know, robert morgan goes through and does he he you know lists these uh, as he calls them 10 god-given strategies for difficult times he uses uh you know he, he was um he 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 goes through uh a, a number of of um of you know situations and 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 you know, gleans um 
you know god's you know uh you know god's you know, will from it god's uh uh you know i guess um god's instruction from it and, and he he, is, he he came up with these 10 rules that he calls the red sea rules um and and, and so you know, the 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 first you know rule number one which you know uh, all all these rules will be in the uh will be in the show notes so that so that you, so that you don't have to you know backtrack in the audio you can just look at the show notes and see um but anyhow it says you know, the rule number one is you know realize that that god means for you to be where you are you know god has either allowed you to get there or god has put you there um rule number two you know, be more concerned for god's glory than for your uh than for your relief um you know there there, there are a lot of times where we get into 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 to bad situations and 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 then you know all all we can think of immediately is you know god get me out you know but then we we, we miss we miss the the opportunity we miss the point that maybe there's something we should learn in that in that in that bad time or maybe there's someone you know who you know someone that we will meet during that bad time who will see that how how we deal well with the situation that we are aren't worried about it that I mean we're it's a bad situation but we're not we're not you know freaking out we, we know that God's in control um rule number three acknowledge your enemy but keep your eyes on the Lord um rule number four is a you know very simple rule it's one word pray <laughs> um you know of course you know we always need need to, to turn to God when when we when we encounter difficult times or when we encounter any kind of time for that matter uh, rule number five stay calm and confident and give God time to work you know one of the most frustrating things for 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 uh, uh, for new Christians or immature Christians is that God isn't working fast enough and you know, as I said earlier there's there you know we uh, a lot of times there's something that we can learn in that time of of, of difficulty that God is is he's using it um, you know, for for our benefit rule number six when unsure just take the next logical step by faith. You know, God gave us a brain you know, for a reason. He gave us the ability to reason for a reason. Um, you know, he, he, you know, so when, when, when there isn't, isn't an obvious step, you know, think, you know, consider the situation, look at it from, you know, logically and, you know, go, go in that direction as, you know, as, as best as you can think. Um, and, 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 and you, you, if it's a misstep, you know, God will certainly let you know, but if it's the right thing, God will let you know too. Uh, rule number seven, envision God's enveloping presence. You know, um, a, a lot of times in, in difficult times, we, we, we often forget that God is right there with us. You know, that God is no, is, you know, he's not far away. And so, uh, you know, if we, um, you know, in, in our mind's eye, we envision God right there with us, you know, that, that can also help to, to, um, you know, to give us that peace that, that God can give. Rule number eight, trust God to deliver in his own unique way. Because of course, you know, God, you know, God has, has a certain way of doing things and, and his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts higher than our thoughts. So, you know, sometimes, uh, and a lot of the time, really, God operates in a way that is completely contrary to what we might think would be the best way. Uh, rule number nine, view your current crisis as a faith builder for the future. Again, we, I've already said that at least, at least twice now, but, you know, again, what you're going through is very much, you know, something that you can learn from and, and, and grow closer to God in the midst of. And finally, rule number 10, don't forget to praise him. So, you know, God, you know, always deserves the praise, you know, in, in the good times and in the bad. Um, but, um, 
So yeah, you know, uh, 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 Aaron and I both uh, highly recommend uh, you know this little book. You know, we uh, I'll uh, uh, you know like I said, leave the the, the ten rules and the um, and the show notes as well as a link to this. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, Aaron and I have no affiliation with the author. We we, we don't get any kickback at all from uh, from anyone who purchases the book. You know, we just want to share uh, share this 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 uh, this you know, small but powerful resource with you to to maybe help you um, through any any of your difficult times. Um, and so, you know, you know, with, you know, with all that being said, um, you know, be, you know, all of us are going to have, have, you know, difficult times, just like the Israelites had 400 plus years of slavery. Uh, but you know, God brought them through and God will do the same for us today. You know, he has done the same for us today, you know, through Christ. Um, Aaron, you have anything to add? Uh, pretty much that all I got to say. I just, like I say, every time encourage everybody to, uh, like we've already said, trust in God. Number two, the best part is we don't have to walk by blind faith. We have to, you know, God has already told us everything he's got to say. And we have his word written out in plain English for everyone to read. And uh, like Psalms 1, I'd re- recommend everybody reading Psalms 1. The basic gist of it is, is you know, the man who, who dwells in his word day and night will be, will be, will be blessed. And uh, anyway, so I encourage everybody to get in his word. This is a, this recipe rules is a, is a great book. And it certainly uh, helped me out and me and my wife. If we did it as a you know devotional type deal you know you can use each rule as a as something like that so anyway certainly would recommend it all right well um you know, uh, again, you know, uh, Aaron and I are both you know glad to be you know back in the saddle. We uh, we certainly hope to be you know back to a, a more regular schedule. Um, you know, as as you know, b- both of our lives are, are finally coming, hopefully back into some semblance of normalcy. Um, and so uh, for sure. <laughs> so um uh so so you know, we, we we will hopefully uh hopefully you know, be back with you next week. Um, but uh you know, uh, until then, guys, you know, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more. for listening to the all the more podcast if you like what you've heard or are interested in other related content head on over to all the that's all the more with two o's.com don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on itunes stitcher or your other favorite podcasting app until next time keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more